What is good, my loves, divine feminines, divine dolls? I wanted to address this. I am kind of gauging if I'm kind of still plugged into the matrix or not, but I think I'm going to just trust my my style. Um, this is a very important um, upload, and it's 2 minutes and 32 seconds. I am going to play it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to title this, um, you know, something. I'm, I, I kind of... I thought I knew I was going to title it, but here's what I want you to take away before we go in, right? So it's kind of like the intro, we're going to go into the body and then the conclusion. So intro, what I want you to take away from this is, if there's something to be said, a lot of these crimes, you're going to see on the title here, it says, absent prison record shows 20 indecent exposures, the crimes against women. And I think that part of the reason we have a lot of this deviancy and, the, and things to this nature is because maybe us women haven't really been putting our foot down or our stilettos down on how serious these crimes are. And at some point, it's going to show that he had 53 um, other incidences. Many of these were while he was still in jail. Why they let this man out 180 days early um, is really beyond me. But um, I, I think there's something to be said that, you know, why why are we, especially in the black community out here talking about, you know, stuff like the George Floyd or prison reform when we have all of these type of different things? And so what can happen is you can look at this thumbnail and gasp and clutch your girl, your pearls or, you know, type of a thing and say indecent, indecent exposure, Right. And I think that in the subconscious, it's kind of like, well, really, when it happened the first time, we would have been like, oh, it's just a horny guy. Second time, dang. Mind you, he did this to the correctional officer, right? But it's because it's a crime against the woman, right? It's just kind of like we're so light with it, right? And we're so forgiving and we're so nurturing and we're so, you know, coddling this type of behavior when really... When I say we need to have harsher crimes for these types of things, it would just make the world a whole lot of a better place. We need harsher sentences for rape. We need harsher sentences for these indecent exposures. They need to be taken seriously. And I think what's happening is because a lot of times, because it's offenses against women, you know, we don't fight for ourselves a lot. I'm going to play some things because there's some stuff I want to kind of interject. But this is very serious in nature. It's very telling. I think that we have some corrective because what can happen is they can upload this. 323 people can view this and go about their day. Or we can decide that we need to take a, a firmer stance on making sure that we come down hard on these types of things. And I think that we're being shown time and time and time again. There's there's a key phrase he says in there that I want you to pay attention to. Also, this this two minute and 32 second um, clip is very... Um, I'm happy that I'm recording on it because when I think about, you know, my podcast and somebody pulling this up in 100 years, you know, this needs to go down in the archives this type of content right here because it shows a lot of our belief system what we fight for what we value what we tolerate and how seriously we take 
things like repeat offenses. So let's get into it. Let me play it. WRG investigators found out before Cleotha Abstin Henderson was put in jail for reportedly murdering Eliza Fletcher, he was locked up doing 20 years on another kidnapping. And during that time... And this is the thing, um, what I don't know why they're not really talking about it, maybe because he was a minor, and I don't know to what degree it might have been sealed or whatnot, but when he was 11, he... Um, Ard, a whole entire grown man when he was 11 years old. Okay. Um, so it sounds like he might have served some time. And then when he was 16 is when he kidnapped this grown man. And this grown man will tell you he was in fear of his life. He talked to the committee, you know, that was responsible for letting um, this Cleotha Agatha guy out. He told them he's like, he's in fear of his life. He remembers how fearful he was at the time that he was kidnapped, he actually thought that he wasn't uh, going to lose his life and was able to escape. He's like, this guy was going to kill me. And um, let me keep playing it. But yeah, this is this is just to show you from as early as the ages of 11, you don't all of a sudden just start trying to tackle some grown man in that way at 11. He's shown his ass before, like literally. He was in trouble a lot. Yeah, this new information coming after a hearing in Nashville. WRG investigator Jessica Gertler explains what she found out. Cleotha Abstin Henderson got a 24-year sentence for kidnapping a Memphis attorney back in 2000. And so it was more than that because he, he got sentenced 24 years, but he got out at 20 years. Okay, so he really should have still been locked up because he's been out two years um, and within those two years, um, you're going to hear that he also assaulted another woman and also um, went on to kill Eliza Fletcher, which is the woman that kind of burst everything open, you know, in terms of really now addressing this guy. WREG investigators found out his time behind bars is alarming. He got in trouble 53 times. And I'm still trying to decide what thumbnail I'm going to put up because, like I said, this is jam-packed with so many telling things. 53 times, you guys, and they're showing the Excel sheet in the back here. I'm not going to be able to read it, or maybe I will. Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. Heck no. Wow, very graphic. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Even for my mind. And and y'all, I, I have a little, I grew up very, whoo, child. I'm going to need to cleanse and sage and all that ish. Oh, heck to the nah. Not sure what I'm going to use for the thumbnail, but again, 53 times, you know, um, while he was in prison, why they let this man out four years early is beyond me. And he spent 20 years, 53 times, he's, he's just steady staying, you know, doing this kind of stuff. It all started okay. in 2002 for not following an order. Other infractions include larceny, threatening an employee, having a cell phone, and getting caught with marijuana and prescription pills. He was caught with a handmade weapon three times and disciplined for a strong-armed robbery. But a majority of his offenses were sexual in nature, 20... Do you hear that? Sexual in nature. Right? And we tend to take these things so lightly. You know? But it just shows that they need to be addressed. 
I think more seriously than what we've we've dealt with in the past. Of them, all of them having to do with exposing and inappropriately touching himself. The first time was in July 2005 in the Chow Hall. He got in trouble again two more times in 2006, saying he couldn't help it. And two and that's the part I wanted you to, to get. I'm going to go back one part. He said he couldn't help it. You know? So when we are out here talking about, oh, it's just a child. Oh, they need another chance. Oh, they're reformed. Oh, they met Jesus. They can't even, they don't have impulse control. It only escalates. I would much rather use my tax dollar to give them a hot, oh, I get this every time. I'm not going to speak this in mind. I would rather pay to have them have a cot and three huts all day, every day. I don't even mind if he's building Ikea furniture, Victoria's Secret furniture, which those two companies do use um, prisoners or at some point used to use, um, you know, people to, to manufacture their stuff. Listen, let me pay my tax dollars. Let him get his little oatmeal and you know, whatever, drink or whatever, and, and take on his tasks and watch TV, watch TV, even if he wants to let him build all the Ikea furniture, you know what I'm saying? Make him productive and let him be able to put money on his books, but keep him in there. And that's just my humble opinion, but there's no point in bringing this person out. And you know what? There was another case that was coming out. I might as well just address it here. It came to mind, so I'm just going to address it. And to me, it's like, you know, the days of us as a collective really coddling some of this behavior is coming to a, a what you call a critical mass, right? It's coming to a critical mass or a tipping point because um, I, I don't remember specifically what it was, but it was a, a case where um, a guy had gotten, I think he was, he might have been killed by the police and he had tried to stab the he had a knife in his hand and um the family is saying that they want to sue the department listen ain't no support over here ain't no support over here i'm not using my good black skin for this one because if you really cared about this person and you want to say oh he had mental health issues why weren't you supervising him if you knew that this man was a, a detriment to society why weren't you? Why did you have him out here in these streets with a knife with access to stuff? And just to show you how egregious it was, this man had attacked a seven year old child. And do you know that they steady want to make sure that this man gets quote unquote justice? What about that seven year old child? What about that seven year old child? Instead of you saying, we don't ever want to see this person out on the street again because he harmed our children keep him locked up they advocated for this man to be out on the street and can you imagine if he had come into somebody that like myself you know like if i'm not armed and i don't have my my little dog with me or or my mace or or, or anything else with me and he had run up on me on uh, with the with the um a knife and his family knows that he has mental issues and have him unsupervised out here with a knife attacking, roaming the streets. And then now, and, and they were the ones that called the police. This reminds me of that other family. Like, you know, don't <laughs> you, <laughs> they called the police 
to come handle the situation. He charges them with a knife. Okay. And if you listen to the recording, the guy is rationalizing with him. Very calm, cool, collected. This guy has studied for years how to deal with these type of situations and de-escalate the situation. They even tried a taser. A taser couldn't even stop this fool. That's what you had out on these streets. You knew he had issues. Ben been knowing he has issues. Attack children in your own family. And yet still you leave him. You know, And so that's why I'm saying... If I have to pay my good tax dollar for for those type of people to get a a cut in three huts and build Ikea furniture, then so be it. You know what I'm saying? So let me just go back to this, this thing here. He got in trouble again two more times in 2006, saying he couldn't help it. In 2008, he got three more infractions for indecent exposure in a matter of hours. He got another indecent exposure charge in 2013 and another in 2013. Three in a matter of hours, you guys. Again, why this man was out on the street, I will, you will, I don't know that you'll ever be able to ex- adequately explain that to me. 2016, when he inappropriately touched himself while looking down at the control booth at a correctional officer after telling her how beautiful she was and her eyes were. Abstin served 20 years of his 24-year sentence. He was released in 2020. State lawmakers asked questions about his prison record in a special committee meeting this week. How many days was taken from this man? And when I tell you you want to see the committee is all white people, there's one woman in there and I'm probably going to you know, be a little bit, um, she's probably the administrative assistant. It's like, I don't know. I don't know her titles, but it's all white men. They are not with the shit. Like when I tell you they mess with the wrong one with Eliza Fletcher. Yes. The white woman thing. Cause next you're going to hear about a black woman that he had assaulted. They didn't take it seriously. They didn't even test her kit until two years after and only after you know, they he messed with the white woman, but I feel like um, there was something else I was gonna say too. Um, yeah, they're they're not feeling this. <laughs> they are not playing about this. The people have flown in, booked hotel reservations, have planned the meals, have printed up agendas, have their laptops. They not playing. Sorry, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. I think it's hundred, lower hundred, under two hundred. How much? 180. 180. Despite Wait, let me go back. What are you talking about? How many about? days was taken from the... Questions about his prison record in a special committee meeting this week. How many days was taken from this man? Sure, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. I think it was 100, lower 100, 100 under 200. How much? 180. 180. So they're talking about 180 days were taken from him. I don't know what all that means. Maybe they gave him credit for time served. But in either event, that doesn't add up to the... Because he had a 24-year sentence. And he was let out two years early. So that right there would have been like 600 and something days. So I don't know what they're talking about. Despite his infractions, the TDOC said Abstin Henderson got out due to credit. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. So I think that they only gave him 183 days. So like, I guess they kind of um, added, would have technically added 183 days to for the 53 infractions. But they're saying right here, I'm going to go back five more seconds, that even in spite of them adding 183 days for those 53 infractions, um, he still got out two years early, if I'm understanding correctly, right? 
180. Despite his infractions, the TDOC said Abstin Henderson got out due to credits for the time he spent behind bars before a sentence and for participating in a prison job program. Ten- and this is the thing, and, and it's funny, funny, not funny, but um, listening to this again, I'm telling you this is jam-packed with so much information. When these people go and they do, he did a, a prison, let me, let me play it that way. Behind bars before a sentence and for participating in a prison job program. In a prison job program, y'all, he was making Ikea furniture and or something, whatever, this, that, and the third. And I do believe that they should be productive and that they should be contributing, you know, and or doing something. I don't care if it's Ikea. I remember I used to be so mad about the whole Ikea thing that I, listen, put them to work, let them be productive citizens in some way, shape or form so that at least we're not in a $50 billion deficit type of a thing, right? Um, other companies can probably utilize their, their services or manpower. People are not going to be happy with the, you know, them probably getting paid 53 cents an hour. But at the same time, it, I don't know. that That's kind of out of my realm. But um, one of the things that, you know, you kind of have to take into account is the manipulation. You know, a lot of these people will say they, you know, found God or Jesus. It's all a ploy. You know, if 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 I had to um, prove that I'm on my best behavior to get out. Oh, you better believe I'm sorry, sir. Yes, sir. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I'm gonna clean this. Yes, I'm gonna clean that. Listen, jumping all over hoops and hurdles to get out, knowing damn well that I'm, you know, going to go out and be free to, to roam and do whatever I want to. So I don't really think that, you know, these quote unquote reform stuff work. I think if I think that once you're down that rabbit hole is it's it's a wrap. They can't help it. It's it's innate. It's part of who they are. And better to just keep them in there. Like I said, I actually do agree with the work program. Keep them active, keep them pr- working, but I think it's kind of like one of those things. And and again, I kind of said this before. I said this before, one of the first times he appeared in court, within a minute or two, and I'm pretty sure I said it in the podcast, I was like, I listened to this guy, He the, the judge asked him for his name, and all of a sudden he was a bitch. All of a sudden he was a little bitch and just... And he, the, judge, the judge is telling him, Oh, you're going to need to speak up. And I I called it. I said, you know what? This man knows how to play manipulate the system. He was in there. He got out on good behavior because he knows that if he lowers his voice just enough or he tries to come across timid, you know, just enough to pull you in and seem like he's non-threatening by his mannerisms, that's when he comes in and gets you for the kill, right? And that's what he was conditioned to do. He you know, learn through that work program. This is how you, and all of these people are criminal minds in there. You show me the five people you're around, you're going to, I'm going to show you who you are. So if you have criminal minds who've been in there before and they're scheming how to get out and what work to get out, you better believe that he has mastered how to come across as, um, as docile and meek as possible to get what he wants. And that's why I don't believe that these things and these programs that they offer are, based on true merit, right? 
Because think about it. I guarantee you, if if I got to eat the cookies and, you know, you know, do whatever comes with dropping this open, do whatever I have to and be the most docile to get out, you better believe, sir. Yes, sir. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I am in my cage by the time you need to, you know, keeping to staying out of trouble. So soft spoken. Ten months after he got out, Alicia Franklin says she was raped by him. And so Alicia Franklin, um, she is a black woman. She is showing her face. And um, and again, I've talked a little bit about how it's really unfortunate because in the black community, black women are not protected. And you see the contrast between this woman was raped right after he got out and nothing was done to protect her. We probably said prayers for her, probably had some prayer meeting, probably put some peonies out in the field for her. And that that was about it. Her rape kit didn't even get tested. The only reason it got tested is because when he messed with the white woman, the the men in that dominant society said, oh, hell no. Hell to the nah, nah, nah. What you're not going to do is mess with one of our least protected people. She was out here minding her own good business. You know? She wanted her name out there and wanted it known police didn't test her evidence for months, allowing him to walk. And it wasn't months. It was at least two years, at least two years. So if we're talking months, it's, it's anywhere between like maybe what? Um, just shy of 24 months. Free. Abstin Henderson went on to reportedly kidnap and murder a mother, Eliza Fletcher, on her morning jog last month. He's back behind bars on a long list of charges. Jessica Gertler, WRG, News Channel 3. And Jessica also learned that prison records indicate he also had some privileges taken away and was fined for some of the infractions. So, yeah, so um, I'm going to get off here. I <laughs> have to go back and listen to a, um, a meeting. I'm so excited, y'all, because I'm going to be learning a new strategy and how to trade. And um, I'm going to try to find out if there's a way for me to get it to you. But again, I'm not willing to jeopardize my peace and my, you know, anonymity or that type of thing. Um, and um, I probably could point, you know, give you some pointers or some clues to to some techniques that you can learn. And I'm going to be learning it. I'm not going to be an expert the same way that I'm so... and. Thankfully, you know, I guess ending on somewhat of a good note, an unrelated note, you know, um, there are, it's good to have good black men around you. And this is one of those people, those beacons in my life that he's always making sure that myself and other people, he's always learning something. He's always learning the ins and the outs, but he's also using his resources to make sure that we we are trade gang like i'm gonna probably figure out how we can come up with some type of name with that and um i was in another trading well in the same group but it was yeah we'll talk about that in another podcast but i'm super excited about that so i do have basically i give myself homework same way he gives himself homework i'm gonna learn it i'm gonna see if i can get one of my my oldest godson to learn alongside with me and then um See if if there's more people in my immediate circle that want to learn how to do it on their own um, type of a thing. And then 
if if I see that there's a way to get the information out to you guys, um, you know, where you can kind of just pick up the skills on your own, then I will. Then we will do that. But either way, I have homework. <laughs> Giving myself the homework, I'm committed to to learning that skill. Been encouraging a lot of you to learn the skill. That's something no one can take away from you. And if all else fails, I know uh, the strategy and I just keep repeating it over and over and over. If that's something that kind of interests you, I know even though it's on the tail end of this, like, you know, non-related to what I started off with, go check out the podcast I did um, where it talks about the credit strangle method with um, gold, the EFT gold. That one is is a gold mine, pun intended, and then circle back um maybe in the next week or two um I have training with the with the group of people that are gonna be ta- learning this new technique um not new technique, but we'll be learning this technique together on monday so um um I have to one take the class and then see how i if if there's a way for me to to kind of drop some clues for you all right y'all. Know that I love you. Know that, um, you know, all of this stuff is going to make us better in the end, right? I think that even for women, the more we learn to value ourselves, to go to the extent of protecting ourselves, it's going to spill over into protecting our children and making the world a better place, right? And that's what this energy is about. It's not about being mean or malicious or any of those other things. Do you love yourself? Do you love yourself enough to know when you've been violated and to say you're, you know, we're in Libra season, time that I'm recording this. And so Libra is about the justice and the scales, right? And you have to say, if I'm worth my weight in gold, and you've harmed me and you've tainted me and added impurities to my gold, you know, I'm going to burn the fuck out of those impurities, you know, to get back to what I was. And that's going to cost you. Right. That's going to cost you. And you're going to go through the fire to remove those impurities that you added to my good gold name. And I hope that that kind of um, makes sense in in. For every every way that I mean it, right? Gold impurities, removing those impurities, going through the fire, making them pay what they're worth to restore you to where you need to be to balance the scale. So with that being said, until the next podcast, bye.